Man, it's so exciting to be with you this morning as it is every first day of the week. We come together as the family of God to celebrate and lift Jesus on high, to sing praises to his name because he alone is our Savior. He alone has blessed us in ways that we cannot possibly fathom, although we lean into his story and we make it our story because we're, our identity, rather, is in Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, he has made all things new for us in our life. And so this morning we come together to celebrate that uh, one with another. We want to say a welcome to our guests that are here today. Thanks for joining us, being a part of Cross Point. Uh, our hope, of course, would be if you're looking for a church home, and we'd love for you to think about Cross Point as a place that you can bring your family, share your gift set, and share the story of Jesus Christ with us. Join us in telling that story that is the hope and love this world absolutely needs. And we lean into the blessing of God and share that with everyone around us in every way that we possibly can. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 12 this morning, uh, so I hope you've got your Bibles and will turn with me there. We'll be there in just uh, a few moments as, as we continue digging into the idea of this theme for, uh, as we open up our year in 2018, the idea that Jesus does make all things new. Uh, what does that mean for me as a follower of Christ? How does he make all things new and different for me? What does it look like now for me versus the way it maybe used to be or the way the world lives? And so we've unpacked some things. We started at the very end of December talking about how Jesus truly changes everything. And then we began talking a little bit about finding someone, and you wrote down a name on a card, if you remember, uh, just a few weeks ago, somebody that you're going to lean into this year. Someone that you've made a decision, you know what, I'm going to make a concerted effort to get them connected to Jesus Christ uh, and, and let them know uh, of the story that they can have, uh, that their sins are wiped away, they can have a brand new life. Uh, and so finding people is part of who we become. Serving people is what we talked about last week because that's the life of Jesus Christ. In his life, he served those around him. And so we want to imitate the Son of God in that direction. We want to say, you know, it's me second and everyone else ahead of me. I want to be the servant that I'm called to be. That's how I'm different. That's how God has changed uh, me through his Son, Jesus Christ, to make me something new, something different than the world around me. Uh, today, we want to dig into the idea of community. Uh, we have a different community because Jesus Christ redefined that for us. What does community look like? What does family look like? It's very different than what the world would consider community or family. Uh, and so we're going to dive in this morning to really think about, hopefully we'll be pushed toward a better understanding of community and what I'm called to do as a follower of Jesus Christ. We want to lean into the idea of, of all the things that Jesus Christ has done for me and live those out in our life, the example that he's given to us. And we start with that uh, text that we used uh, a few weeks ago in Matthew chapter 22, where Jesus reminds us, if you're going to follow me, there's a couple of things you need to be aware of. One is you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. The, this is the first and greatest commandment. Uh, second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law hinges on these two ideas that you and I are called to love God with every fiber of our being, to, to say, God, I commit everything to you, my heart, my soul, my mind, my phys physical aspect of life, everything is yours. And in that process, I also want to love on people. We realized last week in a statement that we gave, this idea that we love an invisible God by loving his visible creation or our visible neighbor. We lean into that idea of loving God and loving people. I call it L1, L2, love God, love people. Easy way to remember that. 
That's the, the foundation of following Jesus Christ. And if we fully embrace that and integrate it into our life and lifestyle, then Jesus Christ truly will begin to make all things new within us. We mentioned some texts from Paul as well because he continues to preach this idea all through his letters. One that we looked at last week was Galatians chapter 5 where Paul says this, for the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. We live in community. That's what we're called to do. We, we do life together. Now understand, you can do life solo. You can do it alone. But I guarantee you, it is no fun. You, you need people around you. That's how we're created. The very best version of yourself exists on the other side of relationship. The very best version of yourself exists on the other side of a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ, and with other believers as well, other people who are called into that relationship. And my hope is, and I believe here at Crosspoint, we're creating a culture of community where we can connect with God, but also connect with each other in life as we live life out. You might be part of a a ministry effort called Celebrate Recovery that meets on Tuesdays where we're regaining our connection to God and one another. Maybe you're active in our kids' ministry or our youth ministry. You've discovered community in that realm. Maybe, maybe you're actively part of a Bible study group. We call them connect groups, and you're involved in getting deep into the Word and discovering practically how God's Word plays out in my life, but you're also building community with those around you. Maybe, maybe you've made a decision to be a part of the mission groups that go to Honduras or Africa or downtown Dallas to help with uh, the homeless. Could be any number of ways that you are making a decision to connect with God in His story and connect with those around you as well. The most healed, whole, exciting version of yourself is on the other side of relationship relationship with God and relationship with each other. It's being in community. I mean, think about how this whole thing started for us. What we realize as we begin at the front end of the Bible is that God created from community for community. God created from community for community. If you take a look at Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, it tells us that God says, let us make humankind in our image in our likeness. Notice the pronouns. He creates in community for community. God's desire is that his people be in community, in family with God and with one another. You see, he's a relational God. We look at the life of Jesus and we see that over and over and over again. He's a family-oriented God. He's community-driven He doesn't want us to be isolated because it's in that moment that we become vulnerable, most vulnerable, with the enemy that exists. Because what we realize is if we keep reading that story as early as Genesis chapter 3, we we see that tragedy strikes and sin enters the world. Everything is different with Adam and Eve beginning. 
relationship is broken with God. There's no more walks in the cool of the evening. They're expelled from the garden. There's no more fireside chats. There's no more tailgating. They lose relationship with God and the communion that happened one with each other. They're walking now in the world alone. And in the very next chapter, Genesis chapter 4, we see Adam and Eve's sons, Cain and Abel, enter a field and the first murder happens that's recorded. Cain kills his brother Abel. You see, without community, without relationship with God, everything falls apart. We see that in our own lives as well. The truth is, what we see is that sin shatters community. And in our own lives, we see that relevant and evident and practical. In every one of us, we have relationships that have been broken down because for whatever reason, maybe God wasn't in the mix and some things got in the way, and so that relationship dissolved and when it went away. Maybe you've got family members, maybe you yourself in your own life have experienced this along the way. Uh, adultery happens and a covenant is broken and the marriage is dissolved because we allowed sin to enter the picture. Or maybe selfishness entered the picture while you're parenting your kids. And your kids are there, they need your attention, but what you want to do in life is more important, so you're gone on the weekends, you've got all the habits and the hobbies that you're attending to, rather than pouring into family. Maybe you lose a career or or a job because you got greedy, you let some things creep in, and you decided to, to do some things that just weren't in line with what God's plan was. Or maybe you've experienced outbursts of anger or, or prideful moments, and in that moment, you lost relationship with someone who mattered the most to you. You see, sin disconnects our relationship from God, and in doing so, then we quickly get disconnected from those around us. Now, here is the joy in the story this morning. We've been a little doom and gloom this morning, but I want to shed some light on the beauty of who Jesus has called us to be as believers in him, the idea that he can indeed make all things new. It's the joy and victory in our lives, realizing and knowing that Jesus recreates community for us. He is the Son of God who came to this earth for some 33 years He gave his entire life to showing us how to live and eventually died on a cross so that you and I would have that relationship with God the Father once again. And in doing so, we have relationship one with another because now we are in community together. We are family. Church, this is a moment for us to rejoice. It's It's a happy moment. It's an exciting moment to think what Jesus Christ has done for you and for me, despite the sin that exists in the world. That he has gone the full measure. What we understand as we read the story of Jesus is that Jesus does indeed change everything for us. He puts us in relationship once again. And so that broken marriage is healed when we give up our pridefulness, when we give away our lustful behavior and embrace a more selfless approach 
to how that we deal with one another. Our relationship with our kids is healed when we give up our own selfish endeavors and begin pouring into those who've been entrusted to us. Our health is restored when we make a decision to have a Jesus high in our life rather than other things that the world promotes and pushes our way. You see, if you're here today or maybe you're listening online, you need to hear that you will never be whole, you will never be healthy, you will never have true joy, you'll never be truly connected to God without Jesus Christ. Your life will not be everything it was meant to be without Jesus Christ. It's in him that we find all things are truly made new. That in him, our vertical connection to God is restored. Through him, our connection horizontally to one another is restored as well. This morning, we're going to dig in just for a moment to Matthew chapter 12. It's a story that we don't talk about often. But at the front end of this chapter, it's interesting how Jesus is teaching and preaching and talking to those around us. And this morning, he speaks to us. He heals the man on the Sabbath, and those that are around are amazed, the text says. But there are those who are the religious leaders of the day, and they're looking at Jesus saying, hey, you healed somebody on the Sabbath, that's a big no-no. Can you imagine the guy who wrote the whole book looking at them thinking, really? Jesus reminds them in the moment, listen, man was not made for the Sabbath, Sabbath was made for the man. And he goes on to articulate where his power comes from and how glorified his ministry and mission is that those that follow him will have all things made new. We roam through this text and we get to the very end of the chapter. In verse 46, Jesus says, The text says, rather, while Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. But someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak with you. And he replied to them, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? And pointing to his disciples, today that's us, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. In one fell swoop, Jesus redefines what community is, what family truly is. The call that we're not supposed to walk and journey alone in this life. Jesus says, listen, anyone who believes in me, anyone who does the will of the Father is a member of God's family. That we all, no matter who we are, where we come from, what our skin color is, we are part of the same family. Jesus shatters the perception of what community looks like in the moment. It's more than just the folks who live in my house. It's more than just the folks that I grew up with, the folks who are the same ethnic background as me or who share the same DNA from where my forefathers moved from. It's everyone who claims that Jesus Christ is Lord. Church, this is an exciting moment for us. 
Because it's not just an exclusive group, but Jesus says, no, my family's open to all who believe in me, who believe that I will indeed make all things new and different, and I am making all things new and different. John says in John chapter 1 and verse 12, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. And so we this morning are here to proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord, right? We want him to know where he is in our life. You're at the top of the list. I've made room on the throne of my heart, Jesus, for only you. I want to live a life out that gives you glory. Because we know at the end of the day that Jesus does change everything. And he who believes has the right to become a family member. Now, we all don't grow up in the same family. I haven't seen your physical family for the most part. You haven't seen mine either. That might be a good thing. I don't know. (laughs) But we've all been shaped by family, the people that we journey with. And so you see this picture of the halls. This is, uh, I'm 10 years old. I wonder if you can see me in the picture. Got the big cheesy smile sitting by my mother. This is right before we went to Africa. My mom and dad and my brothers. And that is the group that started forming, at the time, Timmy. I no longer go by Timmy. Don't call me that. (laughs) But our family begins that formation process, molding us, helping us learn text and scripture and how to pray, how to read the Bible and get into the Bible. And we had lots of life experience doing mission work together, traveling together, moving a lot, different congregations that we worked with. And over time, I began to be formed and I'm still in process, just like you. And then I met this really good-looking girl, and we started ministry together. Yeah. First year youth ministry. No kids, but yet holding a parenting class telling parents how to raise their kids. (laughs) That's always fun. Man, they were so graceful, I'll promise you. But, you know, we start out in ministry together. We journey together. And as we begin, that community around us in that church helps form us into the people that we eventually are becoming. And then the years go by, and Robin and I served on the mission field in many different locations, but here in Mexico, uh, I, it was actually, this is the church I worked with Larry uh, at Imponca City, Oklahoma. We're down in the Yucatan Peninsula. But it's those moments where we go with that congregation to a different place to tell the story of Jesus. Working with a church in that place who have a different skin color, a different language, different cultures, different food. And yet we come together as the family of God and the event helps shape us and move us in a direction. Jesus reminds us, listen, Things are different now. I've redefined community. It's not just the people you grow up with. It's all those that you come in touch with who believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. God puts us in community to grow us, to shape us, to help us. And we do life together, not only to lift his name on high, but to help encourage one another on that journey together. And so this morning, I pose a question to you. Do you have a community with which you journey? someone that you're leaning on, to share life with, a community that desires to imitate Jesus Christ, one that will work with you and help mold you as you think about discipleship and accountability 
What does it mean to learn God's word? How do I have compassion like Jesus Christ? Because Jesus recreated community that we lost because we are designed for community with God and with one another. There is uh, several connect groups that meet, and there's one that comes to our house on Sunday night. We start at 5.15 with a meal, which is a really good thing. I like eating first. That's a good thing. Uh, If you're not in a connect group, we want to invite you to be a part of that. Uh, This is our Wednesday night class that actually came. We had a Christmas party with them. Uh, But it's in these moments that we share life together, where we dig into the Word of God and we discover what is God's plan for my life? How am I called to live out the life Jesus has called me to live? We have fellowship one with another. We talk about life and how we live and how we've conquered uh, some parenting issues or personal issues. We pray together. We, We lay hands on one another and remind each other, hey, we're in this thing together. You're not alone as you go through this moment in your life. You see, we were not intended to do life alone. We are created from community for community. And that's the call that Jesus makes to us today. This morning, I've asked my connect group, y'all come on up to help me with an illustration. Uh, And so if you guys would gather right over here on my right side of the stage, believe me, these people were very nervous when I called them. (laughs) Can you help me with the sermon Sunday? Um, As long as I don't have to speak. Well, you've seen community like this in the world. This, this community right here, it could be politics. Maybe it's the Democratic group that's gotten together or the Republican group or whoever to talk about how things are going and what can be done to fix X, Y, or Z. Maybe it's a tailgating party. Maybe, maybe this group loves to go tailgating each and every weekend together and they hang out together, they live life together. It could be any number of things. Maybe it's a co-working group and so they do a lot of work together. This worldly group could be, could be anything, but notice it might be a little difficult to get inside that group. They're kind of locked in together, and forgive me, but all you really see is their backsides, right? <laughs> it's difficult to get into that group. Now, here's what Jesus Christ did to redefine family, redefine community, if you guys had moved to the step. Because in Jesus' community, things are redefined and things are very different. You see, this group that Jesus wants us to be a part of is an open group. They're outward-facing. I'm hoping most of them are smiling. (laughs) But they're locking arms because they're not in this thing together. And at any given moment, any one of us could come and join the group. Because that's what family looks like. No one's ever excused from the table. You get to come to the table. You get to be a part of life, what's going on in life. And Jesus redefined what we saw earlier to what it is now so that you and I can journey together and know and be reminded that we were created from community for community. Thanks for your help, guys, this morning. Give them a round of applause. You see, the church that Jesus created is full of older folks and younger folks. The church that Jesus created is full of all kinds of different skin color. The church that Jesus created is full of people from different political backgrounds, 
The church that Jesus created has some people that have no hair and long hair. The church that Jesus created has folks that are tatted up and some with a clean canvas. The church is full of people that have made mistakes, and everyone has made mistakes. You see, that's the beauty and what I love about community in Christ Jesus, is that everyone is welcome to the table. We all get the journey together, and that's because Jesus Christ has changed everything for all of us. And thank God that you and I don't have to stand at the gate and make a decision on who gets in and who doesn't. Because Jesus Christ has already said, you believe in me. Your sins are washed away. You get to come and be a part of the family. I'm redefining what community looks like. And so this year, maybe you haven't leaned into the idea of community all that much. Maybe you're really not part of a connect group. I want to encourage you in 2018 that you'd rethink that. That in your own life, you'd say, you know what? I'm called to journey with others. I'm called into community with God. And I can't do either of those things very well alone. And so I want to be a part of the recreation process that Jesus started so long ago. I want to let him in my life truly make all things new. I'm going to invite the praise team back to the stage at this time. And as we sing, our shepherds, of course, will be gathered along the wall of this room. And maybe there's something in your life that's been a hiccup. It's kind of held you back from truly being part of the family and participating with the family. And this morning, I want you to know that Jesus Christ has forgiven you. He has overlooked your sin. He's washed you clean if you're a believer. And so maybe right where you stand this morning, you make a recommitment to community. Or maybe you go and see one of our shepherd couples and let them pray for you and pray over you. I know that uh, this is the third week of this year, third full week. And even this week, we had a baptism. We've had a baptism every week this, this, this year. That's good to say, isn't it? And maybe that's you this morning. Maybe you're tired of living life the way that you've thought it should be lived. Maybe it's time to surrender to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Give him your heart and totally worship the King in your life. Let's stand and sing together.